Welcome to the Live Your Dance Podcast. My name is Molly King, and I'm a former corporate working girl turned author, dancer, and coach. Each week we come together to celebrate someone who has found their metaphorical dance and listen to their insights in order to inspire you to find and live your dance. Thanks for tuning in and joining me today. Now, let's dance. fun episode and I call it from the vault because I actually recorded it over two years ago. Lewis House was my very first podcast episode that I recorded back when I was dreaming about doing a podcast and I figured I ought to get one under my belt. So it may not be the most smooth interview I've ever done but it's still packed with great info. Lewis and I actually went to high school together And he was something of a surrogate brother when I was in high school because when I was a freshman, he was a senior, and he was that big brother guy, super tall compared to me, and I could run up and give him a big hug in the hallway and just one of the nicest guys. And it's been fun to watch him find his path and really go after it, not to mention to reconnect with him along this journey and see him obviously explode in the internet side of things with his marketing, with LinkedIn, and with now his lifestyle entrepreneurship, being on the USA handball team, and everything else he's up to with the School of Greatness. And Lewis and I both shared the love of dance, so we nerd out on that for a little bit too. I hope you guys enjoy it, and without further ado, here we go. Do it. All right. <clears throat> cool. Well, I am Molly King, and I am currently working on a book called Don't Settle. And I am helping working professionals who are in the workforce decide to figure out that maybe it's not okay to hate your job every day, and maybe there's more to it than just paying bills for the rest of our lives and then, you know, calling it quits. So, right. um, A little background on me, I just left a um, stable corporate job in Santa Barbara. I sold almost everything and traveled the U.S. for about seven months. Um, And I spoke with a ton of people along the way who were in a very similar spot that I was where they didn't really like what they were doing but couldn't find the passion or didn't know what they wanted to do. And this whole idea about leaving a worthwhile legacy is something I'm really excited about. so that's why I'm excited to talk with you, Lewis. And um, and since we've been through high school together, it's been so much fun to see how your tenacity and boldness has just driven so much of what you've done in your business and with your different adventures and projects that you're getting to do now. Um, and so for those of you who don't know Lewis, he is a former two-sport All-American athlete. He's, he was a professional football player. Um, He's a world record holder and a current USA men's national team member for Team Handball. And besides that, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur, author, and angel investor. Details Magazine actually calls him one of five internet gurus who can make you rich. And you can learn more about him on his website at lewishouse.com or his iTunes show, his podcast called The School of Greatness, which I've listened to is really fun really cool stuff. Check them out if you can. 
So thanks, Lewis. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm Baby glad Mike to be him. here. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you wouldn't mind kind of giving a little bit of just the broad overview of, of where you've come from and what you're doing now, just so we can kind of understand the scope sure. of what you've been involved with. Sure. I mean, my whole life I've been a passionate person in sports. I've always wanted to excel at the highest level as an athlete. So, um, you know, all through childhood, middle school, high school, I wanted to become the best that I could be. And I was, I, uh, I worked extremely hard and I was very motivated and driven. And uh, I had a chance to achieve one of my childhood dreams, which was being an All-American athlete. And then for me after that, I didn't want to settle for just right there. I really wanted to live a lifestyle every single day where I got to have fun and pursue my passion. And so I thought to myself, I need to go to the next level. I need to try to make it, at least pursue this and see if I can make it. So I ended up trying to make uh, the NFL. Didn't make it, but I did play arena football for a while. However, an injury made me, uh, you know, stop playing football. And it was kind of at that point where I realized, I realized I had this taste of a lifestyle of doing what I wanted, what I wanted, basically, by getting up, working out, practicing with the team, and having the rest of the day off. It was pretty much the ideal lifestyle for me. <laughs> and I wanted to see, you know, how can I translate and have a similar lifestyle for the rest of my life where I get to choose and have flexibility and the things I want to do. But how can I do it and also have the financial freedom as well so I'm not stressed every day right. relying on other people? And it was a challenge for a couple of years after I retired to try to figure it all out. But uh, once I did, I realized there's no turning back. <laughs> yeah, once you get a taste of it, then it's how can I maintain? Exactly. Or take it to the next level. Exactly. That's, that's fabulous. That's really neat. So as I've kind of thought about this and as I'm working through some of the questions that I'm being asked from people who are in this position, you know, a lot of people are stressed over the money issue and with the job and mm -hmm. making the leap into something that they care about or getting away from something that's quote unquote stable or it's at least a solid paycheck. So what would you say to those people who are in that middle zone and maybe have something they're excited about but don't know if they can actually make a living doing it well I think it starts with something deeper and that's what are you afraid of a lot of people are afraid of uh, actually achieving the success they have this dream they're like okay I want to live this lifestyle I have this dream I want to make this certain amount I want to do these things but really they're either about half 50% are afraid of actually achieving that success and 50% are actually afraid of failing and what that's yeah. going to look like and how it's going to feel when they fail so that's why I think you know, pretty much the majority of people are just kind of staying in the middle and just trying to survive every single day as opposed to really breaking through because they allow, uh, they feel the fear, but they allow it to control them to not actually do anything that they really want to go for. Yeah. And something that I've experienced is I've always felt the fear of failure and I've felt the fear of success. I've always felt it, but I've never allowed it to hold me back. Hmm. And I've always been able to recognize and be able to break through. Whether I succeed at something I'm going after or not, I don't allow the fear to stop me. Yeah. And I think uh, um, that's the big challenge is people need to first recognize what is it I'm most afraid of. Am I afraid of succeeding or afraid of not succeeding? Yeah. That's the first step. That's definitely – that's a huge question to ask because some people, surprisingly, a lot of us are afraid of success and what that would yeah. mean or what we've attached to 
what it could yep. mean because it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. Because success isn't really comfortable when you think about it. I mean, you are uh, you, know, you left you had a, a comfortable job in sunny Santa Barbara with you know friends, family, loved ones that you're hanging out with. You have a routine, very comfortable, relaxing. Yeah. You're not stressed about things. You go to the beach, but you have a passion to do what you're doing now, which I believe you're in Texas, right? Yeah, I am. Yes. And you're pursuing your passion, and that's not comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's very scary because you're leaving everyone behind. <laughs> everyone thinks you're crazy. No one thinks you can do it except <laughs> for maybe one or two people. Yeah. You don't have that cushion money anymore coming in. Yeah. And you have to start from scratch. So it's very emotionally scary and not comfortable. Exactly. And that's that's the challenge. <clears throat> can you let go of your comfort zone to get what you want? Yeah, yeah. And tell me a little bit, when you think about, as someone who has made that jump and is now, you know, playing at that level, if you could explain kind of the cost of, of not doing what mm. you love, what would that feel yeah. like or be like? Given the cost that? would just be like being average every day and just feeling like you're always missing something inside. And for me... I don't have that ability to just be like comfortable every day, just like, okay, I'm just going to do what everyone else does. And when I start to feel that, I get like an itch. I get like, <laughs> oh, I got to like do something and then like go for bigger things that I'm really excited about that I'm just like holding back with because I'm scared. I'm getting comfortable. I think uh, that's what gets us kind of in a lazy mindset. I don't know. Yeah, because I think a lot of us don't think about the cost of just doing what we're doing for the span of our lives and then looking back I talk with my grandmother a lot she's 95 and it's an amazing experience to hear from from her perspective looking back you know across her whole lifespan basically and one of the things she tells me a lot actually is to go after these things because when you get to her point and she's she can't see anymore so she just you know she's hanging out and she's yeah. Doing a really good job. She has a great attitude, but she she, she can't go for a step anymore. No, and but she, what she loves is being able to look back on her life and re-enjoy all these memories. Oh, that's great. And and she just it's so nice to have her perspective that yeah, it's not worth hanging around and being average, like you said. No, I mean it's it's and again it's a challenge where you're, I think uh, I've never experienced this, but I hear from friends who like have a job, and it's like they get stuck in the mindset of all. Well, I've got this 401k that I put money into and it's like, I've got to wait 20 more years until like it starts paying <laughs> off for me. And I'm just like, man, that's not living. That's being afraid of losing something. And so sticking around to do it. Yeah. And that's just not the way we should be living our lives in my opinion. No, no, it's, it's a lot more fun to be going after something instead of running away from something. Exactly. I agree. I agree. Um, so one thing that, that I talk about in my book is figuring out where, what arenas bring out the best version of yourself and to go find those arenas and figure out how to spend more time in that place. Um, granted it can't be, you know, like eating pizza or playing video games necessarily, but you know, some people do make a living doing both of those things. Yeah. But, um, and so kind of categorizing different places, you know, whether it's on the sports field or, in sales meetings or on phone calls or with people, you know, figuring out your strengths, but 
Did you ever go through that process for yourself and figure out, you know, these are things I'm really good at, or these are things that really get me fired up, and I want to go towards those things? Yeah, I mean, when I got done playing football, I remember feeling a little bit depressed because I didn't have any skills that a lot of my peer, like other people had in the workforce. I didn't have a college degree yet. I never really worked a job in my life, except for like side jobs where I was like moving stuff or something. Yeah. I, uh, you know, almost flunked out of English in high school. You know, it's like I didn't have these skills that a lot of people had who, who, who did go through business school have. And for me, I, I realized that what I did start to develop towards the end of high school, college, after college, was I started to branch out with my relationships and not just be focused. Maybe you remember this. But uh, when I was like a freshman, sophomore, I focused, I, I hung out just athlete friends. Yeah. And just people, and they were all older than me because I was playing on the varsity level. So it was like juniors and seniors. Yeah. So I just wanted to fit in with those guys or whatever. And then as I became a junior and senior, they all left. And I realized there's a lot of cool people in the world who aren't just athletes that I can hang out with. There's musicians, artists, you know, intelligent minds out there at our school. And so I started, you know, doing choirs. I was in the musical. I was, doing, I was just like, I want to hang out with everyone and learn more about everyone else as opposed to just athletes and be stuck in this kind of bubble. And I did that through college, the three different colleges I went to. I did that, you know, playing football and everything like that uh, afterwards. And I realized that was the skill that I had was being able to connect with anyone on yeah. some type of level. Maybe not as much as other people, but I was able to find some piece to relate and have a good conversation and figure out a way to connect with them. That was a skill that I developed, I think, and recognized after football was over because I didn't have any other skills. So for me, it was a matter of just like helping connect with people. Yeah. And then and eventually the bigger audience and network that I developed, my skill set became becoming basically some type of a matchmaker of ideas or people. When I talk to one person, I'd say, what's your biggest challenge? They would say, I need to find an SEO guy or I'm really looking for a salesperson or I'm looking for this or I need this. I, I just talked to that person last week. It would be perfect for you. Oh, nice. Let me get them on the phone with you right now. So I would try to just solve people's problems and help yeah. them connect ideas. And that's kind of what I developed, I guess. Yeah. That's interesting, too, because I don't think a lot of people look at those soft skills and <clears> see them as valuable in terms of, you know, well, I haven't done this course or I haven't taken this exam or whatever. Right. But there's definitely value to a lot of those soft skills, the relationship. Definitely. That's the most important value, I think. I mean, it's, uh, I think that's the skills you need the most in order to get where you, where you want to be. So It's kind of true. I mean, you are a great case study that you didn't go through the typical business school and, right. you know, and still right. you're able to create. and. It's neat too. You're not bounded either by what business school then prescribes down mm. the line. You know, you definitely right. have crafted your own pathway, which is pretty neat. Yeah. So a lot of it too, I think when it comes to doing what you love, the best version of Lewis shows up when you're, you know, engaged and excited definitely. about those things. So <laughs> definitely. for me, I think that's one of the biggest pieces of advice that I'm working on communicating is figuring out where are you your happiest or your most passionate and and bringing that self to the table regardless of where you are but the momentum that that can create 
by you just showing up fully mm-hmm. and emotionally is something I think people <clears throat> underestimate. And, and yet when we're in a job that doesn't suit us, then the mediocre self shows up and then it just yeah. kind of perpetuates this pattern. But is that something you at all thought about or? Yeah, I mean, the momentum of your passion is definitely something that's extremely powerful. And when you are stuck in a comfort zone or doing something you're not passionate about, the best version of yourself is going to only come out in limited moments. Yeah. And that's when you're not doing the stuff you're not passionate about and you're just being yourself. Uh, so think about what can happen if for years you're compounding time and energy into things you love and the momentum that will build from that from the relationships you're cultivating, from the ideas you're creating, from the things you're working on, it starts to become a very magical feeling experience. And <clears throat> I felt like I have had that experience many times for long, sustained periods of time. And whenever I go off track of like emotionally, physically, or I'm not doing the things I want to do, or I'm saying yes to things that I shouldn't be saying yes to, that's when I realized that uh, Things aren't going as well as they should be. They still may be going well, but not to like the full engagement level that they should be. So I think when you realize it, and it's going to be tough when you're transitioning. It's going to be tough for a year, a couple years, maybe even more, depending on how fast you get into something else. But um, once you stick it out and go through the pain period, it's going to just, you're going to feel better every day and you're going to start to see the results. That's that's actually something I just wanted to ask you about was that what you call the transition period because this is and this is where I am right now is Mm. it's a tough place to be sometimes where you're not exactly sure how it's going to manifest and Mm. what's going to come up. Scary, right? Yeah. But Mm. you know, at least I feel this driving, I'd say kind of a guidance that it feels right when I'm doing something I love. Mm. And as long as I keep on that path, I feel like doors will open that I don't even know are there. Um, Yeah. And what I wanted, I was thinking about was this, this might be the most challenging part where, where it's kind of being, where I'm being tested, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, most challenging, but also probably the most exciting. And the, the time you'll be like, gosh, this was like the best time of my life <laughs> when I had this experience. I remember sleeping on my sister's couch for, you know, a year and a half or whatever, and just being like, gosh, I just want to make some money and I just want to be able to like take myself up to dinner and not be a bum all day long. And it's very frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, it's the moments before you're going to reach this breakthrough when you start to discover. It's like, I remember when I was learning salsa dancing, I was like so frustrated for three months because I could not figure out how to do a stupid double turn on a girl. I spin it twice in a row without fumbling. Yeah. And I remember just like nothing was clicking. It was like I had to count steps in my head constantly. I had to hear the music. I couldn't just focus and be in, in the moment. And I remember just being so frustrated all the time. But it was like, it was also this like inspiring, powerful journey. And I could have quit easily in the first couple months and been like, ah, it's just too hard or whatever. Yeah. But I remember the moment it was in Columbus, Ohio, called the Columbus Music Hall. In the back room, I remember the moment I learned how to do like a double turn on a girl. That sounded a little weird, but a double spin. <laughs> yeah. A double spin doing salsa. <laughs> and it was after three months of one-on-one training, of group co- uh, group lessons, of me practicing two hours a night in front of the mirror, watching YouTube tutor- tutorials on yeah. salsa dancing. 
until I finally like did it without having to think. And then it like all started to click and I was just like, obviously it wasn't a pro salsa dancer after that, but it was like, it all started to come more naturally and I didn't have to think as much. And that's the similar thing that happened to me in business. It was like for a year and a half, two years, I wasn't really making any breakthroughs. I wasn't making any money. I was building all these relationships. I was getting these skills. But then, you know, I started to do a little bit where I made a few hundred dollars, then a thousand dollars. And it was like a little breakthroughs built into a bigger breakthrough hmm. when I did my first webinar. And then it was like once you learn how to do that one thing that helps you break through, it's like there's no turning back. Yeah. So you've got to really be enjoying and know that you're going to get the breakthrough at some point. Yeah. And you have to think to yourself, this may take three years, this may take one year, this may take five years, but once I get the breakthrough and develop the skills that I need to develop, then it's going to start to click and I could never imagine my life being any other way. Yeah. So look at it as going to school for four years and getting the skills you need to and, um, and taking that approach. Yeah, I love that. And being a fellow dancer, it totally resonates. But there have been several times when the plateaus hit and you can't break through. And I actually was just journaling the other day where I hit frustration point. And it was like, Mm. gosh, like, but it's great because that totally is a breakthrough moment. And um, and you can get excited when you get frustrated or confused and knowing that something good is coming. Yeah. But it's... It's a journey for sure. And that's and this uncertainty period is is gonna be one that we can look back on, you know, whoever goes through this stage. And um yeah. and that's something that I talk about a lot is is if you don't have kids, if you're in this place, this is the time to go through these moments because yeah. this is yeah. what's shaping you and, and you don't have dependence. Um, you know. But even still it's worth it to them, it's worth it to your spouse or to the other people in your life to go through this so that you can show up and be your best self and not hate every day because that's just not fair to you or your team or whoever you interact with you know the world needs more passionate people so yeah that's that's great though so going to where you are right now you know what are some of the things that you get to work on that get you excited that you're fulfilled that you feel like fulfill you (laughs) since you've kind of crossed that bridge and are, are where you are? I think it's a couple things. One is doing what I think I've always done, which is connect with people I enjoy hanging out with and more inspiring people, people who are doing more creative things and things they're really passionate about. So connecting with these types of individuals or influencers or followers is something I really enjoy doing. So I help them as much as I can by this podcast platform. So that's something I'm excited about is doing a podcast to share other people's message, but also connect with them on a personal level myself. The second thing would be working on my own creative projects and passions. So business product projects that I'm really excited about creating something new or interesting that's going to help people and also pursuing, um, my passion as an athlete playing USA handball and CrossFit and just doing the things I want to do athletically every single day and having that flexibility. Yeah. I love too that, that you're getting to hit on different kind of all sides of the, of the psyche. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. you're interacting with people, it's your own creative contribution and you know, the active side of you, but, but you've created, you know, this foundation where you're able to kind of support all those different things which is beautiful 
I think yeah. a lot of people would love to have that. Yeah. Even even in a small way. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying everyone has to go out and quit their jobs and, and go take on the world, but in your own sphere of influence to be able to kind of shape this and to really right. design your life thoughtfully and with with intention instead of just right. letting things happen and reacting all the time. It's, yeah. It's a powerless feeling and it, it kind is. of drains you. Would you say at the end of your day, are you more drained or are you filled up and charged? I think it all depends on the day. And, uh, you know, when I'm drained, it's when I'm like kind of going off course and doing things that are just reacting all day to emails or not being creative or not going after I want or staying comfortable. It's yeah. when I'm like going to sleep feeling like fulfilled is when I'm, I'm, I'm creating something. I have a goal to go after. I'm, you know, excited about the next day. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm working forward. I'm looking forward to like building something as opposed to reacting. So that's what, that's what makes me feel good. Cool. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about going through your day and feeling pulled rather than pushed through yes. the day. Yes. And, and what that feels like. Cause I think as much as I loved my job, every day felt like a push every day. felt yeah. Like I was sprinting and falling more and more behind. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's, sustainable or <laughs> doable long term so that's that's kind of why I made the break and knowing that someone who would love that position and love what I happen to be doing would be able to have such a better impact than me who is struggling yeah. through it so yeah because you feel like this feeling I don't know if it's anxiety or stress or something in your chest probably every day just a little bit oh and every or day, a lot of it and, and every, <laughs> but every day it gets a little stronger it's like yeah it's like when you know you're supposed to like not be in a relationship with your boyfriend <laughs> or girlfriend and you're like for weeks and weeks turning to months and months, but you're like afraid to let it go and you're like scared of what's next and you're yeah. comfortable, but you don't want to be comfortable anymore. And uh, it's like that feeling is horrible. Yeah, but you know, know you that, can't go forward. I know what that's like. It's, just, yeah. it's very hard to, to get rid of it too yeah. when you're in a comfortable situation. But uh it's necessary. That's true. I think, and that's one thing that I think a lot of people can actually relate to since we've all had relationships like that. But yeah. I talk a lot about how my job <laughs> was my relationship for a good three years because yeah. I had no yeah. life. But yeah. in, <laughs> in that way, just realizing that as soon as I identified that this was not my long-term objective to become the amazing marketer at this company, um, it was kind of like, I knew I didn't want to marry this job. And once I yeah. figured that out, then why would I still be dating it? You know? Yeah. So it was, it was very similar jumping out without a net and just going for it and knowing that and trusting hopefully that there's something better for me. Yes. Um, but I couldn't find it if I was going to be miserable every day slogging through, it just wasn't going to come through that process. So right. I had right. to make that break and, go figure out where can I be my full self and that's when I think things will come and I can work on things freely instead of exactly. feeling trapped. So Exactly. Yeah. I think I think that will be a, a big portion of the book to be sure, sure. It's it's already becoming the more and more I dive into it. it. Just there's so many analogies and metaphors and I think we all know what that feels like, you know, viscerally. So it it can very well apply to our jobs and our careers. Sure. So Yeah. But yeah. 
I think for those people who can figure it out, young age, old age, wherever they are, the gift of being able to engage in what they're excited about is a gift that can carry on for the rest of their lives. So it's, you know, whether or not you date lots of different jobs and careers, the process is valid and it, it's worth it to figure out, you know? So are there, are there other ideas you would, you would give to someone who's on this path, whether it's me or one of the readers or someone who would be watching this that you've found helpful? Is this when they're trying to figure out their passion or they're trying to get rid of their job or, or, or what, <laughs> what stage? Probably both. I think a lot of people right now are in jobs they don't like mm. and are wanting to be happier and more excited about what they're doing but are kind of afraid to make that jump. Yeah, I mean, you just really have to ask yourself the question, what does it want, I think? Because if you don't know, then you might as well stick around with what you're doing. True. But when you do know, then you can be more decisive. When you're just like, ah, I don't know what I want, there's no point in just quitting your job and just being <laughs> like, okay, well, I'm going to go after nothing because I have no clue. So yeah. first you got to figure out what the fear is that's holding you back once you know what you want. Um, and then it's easier to let go once you, once you know what you want. I think... Maybe you didn't know what you wanted for a while, but then you did, and so you're holding on to it because you're like, oh, but I'm supposed to have this job or whatever because this paycheck and yada, yada, career. But um, it's a matter of figuring out what did you want, or at least what you don't want. Yes. If you don't want to be in the job, then don't do that. But, I mean, you got to figure out one of those things. <clears throat> then it's, uh, it's just going to be a journey. It's going to be a journey that's – well, I will say this. You should not do it alone. You should have mentors. Yes. And mentors have been a big key to, to my life from childhood to, to even now. And I'm going to always have mentors for the rest, you know, the rest of my life because we can't do anything alone. There's no way that we can do anything alone at the highest level that we want to do it. Yes. Now, I could say, you know, I've, I've you know, had lots of great coaching and mentors for the last number of years. I've built something. I could do a lot of this stuff on my own. But really, if I want to break through and – and achieve the goals I want to achieve and do the things that I want to do to inspire people, I'm going to need a lot of support from different coaches and mentors and people in my life. There's just no way I can do it alone. Definitely. And I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> so I really recommend if you're trying to figure out how to, to find out what it is you want to do or steps in doing it, find a mentor who's done it. Find someone you admire, you respect, someone who is successful in the area that you want to be successful in and have them mentor you. Yeah. And that's going to really help overcome the challenges and the fears and the questions you're going to have. They're going to come up yeah. every single day uh, that could hold you back. It's true. It's true. I definitely can can think of the ones in my life that have been immensely helpful, especially as I was making that break and the jump away to have someone who had done it himself and could easily you know, resonate with exactly what I was feeling and say, that's okay, that's normal. This is what we, right. you know, what you can do or these are options. So it's been right. invaluable for sure. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Lewis. This has been great to get your perspective, pick your brain a little bit. So I really yeah. appreciate your time. My pleasure. It's been really good. And I'm glad it worked this time. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, have a great trip to New York and, and I'll be in touch as this goes forward. Cool. Thanks, Mom. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, Lewis. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Well, there you have it. 
Thanks again for listening and be sure to like, share, and comment on the podcast or around social media. Hashtag live your dance and look forward to more episodes coming your way. Have a great day and be sure to live your dance.